Good morning, everybody. I'm just sitting here thinking. I used to be so nervous every time I stood up here, no matter how many times I saw everybody. I got nervous when I got up here. And many times I'd come up here to pray. I don't never, I just, I never got it nervous. And, but I feel good this morning because as I was praying and I'm like, Lord, I know these people. They're my family. Why should I be nervous every time I, you know, go, you know? And, um, but we are continuing this theme, Pastor Dale on. Sanjay preached, uh, last week on a certain subject. And I'm preaching, not me as myself. I thank you, Brother Bad, for saying Tory has a message, but Tory never have a message. The only message I got for you is what God gave me through his scriptures. I don't want to deviate from it. That way, when you walk out of here mad, you won't be mad at me. <laughs> You'll be mad at the Lord. <laughs> you know, so, <clears throat> but today, we are going to focus on, it's the message on the cross when Jesus was going through his crisis in his life at the end of his journey. The end of his journey wasn't the end. It just was the means of getting to something that must be fulfilled. And before we open up his scriptures, I want to explain to you this morning what you are going through is not the end of you, but it's the means of getting you to something to accomplish something. Amen. Because. We love the Lord, but even Jesus said that we will experience suffering. The body, the church, will experience persecution, trials, and tribulations. You know, in this modern-day time, some of us think persecution is when they cut off our phone. <laughs> uh you know, you ain't got what you wanted. You thinking you're being perse- persecuted. But Jesus said, if you suffer for me, not suffer for your wants, but if you suffer for me, you will be rewarded. And he will bring us out. Now, I'm going to read... uh a scripture, and I'm gonna, God is gonna walk us through the scriptures. I believe, I fully believe a man can't do nothing unless in God give him the increase. Unless in God bring him out. If God don't give me nothing, you'll walk out of here starving like Marvin. You know? And, and God gonna give you something this morning. He gonna give us something. But you must be a receiver of what He gives. Because if you don't receive it, you're gonna starve. You're gonna face failure. And I'm gonna walk you through the scriptures this morning, through the grace of God, by the Holy Spirit, and show you what's going on. Jesus, 
you know, is crying out in his time of distress in the book of John, chapter 19, verse 28. Jesus is going through a lot. He's enduring pain. On a cross, dying. As me and Brother Brad and Mr. Earl and a couple more gentlemen put on the cross, put up the cross out there. And, you know, Pastor Dale had let me say, well, brother, can you get with Mr. Earl to help him put up the cross? And I said, yeah. And I, I was excited about doing it till I got over here. <laughs> you know, <laughs> because <laughs> I, I, when I got and looked at the cross, I said, man, what's wrong with Pastor Dale? I said, I thought this was going to be some two by fours. <laughs> you know, I, 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 I'm like, this is a big cross, you know. And I was like, man. And, you know, I got home. I was pretty worn out. You know, I'm pretty sure all the guys was. I want to read this particular scripture. Jesus is discouraged. Jesus is going through something. Jesus is suffering for our right to be back with God. And I want to tell you something this morning. If you want somebody to be close with God, you are going to have to suffer. If you love someone so much to where you want them close with God, you are going to have to suffer. What what you mean, Brother Tory, suffer? You are going to have to sacrifice. Because people who want to draw people to God, God happens to put them around the worst of worst of people to train us to be his disciples. Amen? I, you know, I always wonder, God, why I'm always getting put in the valley? You know, it seems like I'm always around dry bones. But God is teaching me something in the valley. To be dry, you don't have to look shriveled up to be dry bones. It's your character about yourself and others that cause you to be very dry. Let's go into the message this morning. I don't want to deviate from it. We're going to focus on one particular thing this morning. And this is what Jesus said in verse 28, chapter 19. Jesus said this. He says, after this, Jesus, knowing that all things were now accomplished, that the scriptures might be fulfilled, said, I thirst. I want to focus on that this morning. I thirst. Brother Jonathan, pull up Proverbs Chapter 11 for me, that verse I gave you this morning. That's going to set up that the whole time God has given us this message. And it's going to direct you to God. It says, the generous soul will be made rich. And he who waters also will be watered himself. Here Jesus is throughout his ministry, watered everybody else healed everybody else counseled 
everybody else. Now he's going through something. He's thirsty himself. Can't water himself. But he still teaches us something on the cross. He said, I thirst. Meaning he's telling the father, I thirst. Um, Some say this is a cry for natural water. But I believe it's a cry for I want to get this done. Jesus said, blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness. Amen. Jesus was thirsty for getting it done. Father, I thirst. It says, and after he said these things, now, he said, now after he said these things, they gave him a sponge with, you know, with uh, vinegar water or something like that on it. But it says, and after Jesus had received that in verse 30, he said, it's finished. And he bowed his head and gave up the spirit. Not God's spirit, but his spirit, because we are spirit inside of a body. He gave up the ghost in some in some scriptures you hear say it gave up. He gave up the ghost. Jesus is thirsty. But. He ministered to us even on the cross. Father, I thirst. He lets us know that. The problem in society is a thirst problem. A thirst for righteousness, a thirst for justice, a thirst for deliverance, a thirst for revival. Now, you don't have to believe Brother Tory, but Brother Tory got proof that the problem in churches, now maybe we rhyme a little bit, the problem first in homes and then communities. Then churches is a thirst problem. People are not getting the right kind of water. Jesus met a woman at the well. And this woman had a thirst problem. See, when you thirsty, you'll go anywhere to get a drink. You'll do anything to quench your thirst. Understand. I'm not talking about natural water. I'm talking about something here. And I'm going to walk us through the scriptures by the Holy Spirit. When you are going through something, when you are thirsty, you would go anywhere. You would pretty much drink anything. In the book of Mark, they tried to offer Jesus another drink mixed with Something like a, we can say, that numbs the pain like Notocaine. You know? To quench the pain. See, that's what we do when we are thirsty. When we don't get what we want when we are thirsty, we use supplements to quench our thirst. Why do we think we deal with so many different things in our community? In our homes, 
in our environments. People are dying of thirst. Struggling, coming to church every Sunday, walking away, still thirsty. I want to direct you to the fountain this morning. Oh, glory be to God. I feel my help coming on now. I feel him. I know he's in me. He's stirring up. I can feel the flame being ignited. Amen. I can feel the fin. I was telling Brother Nick this morning, I say, Brother Nick, I was cleaning the fin, and God spoke to me by that dirty fin. He said, what you mean? I said, well, Brother, I was cleaning the fin because I was sitting on my bed, and I was wondering why the fin was blowing, but I wasn't getting no air. So I had to take the fin, unplug it, clean all that dust off it, put it back together, and it started blowing good. And God said, Tori, I want you to keep praying so the dust don't build up on you. Because you can be blowing, but no air coming off you. Amen. And I say, thank you, Jesus. Because I want to blow, but I want you to feel the air. I want you to get cooled off this morning. You know, if you're sweating, I want the wind to hit you. You know, the, the wind is God. The wind is the spirit of God coming out that fin. God say, Tori, see, when you got that dust on you, you know, you, you can't, you'll be spinning, but I ain't coming at you because you got built up. And, 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 and I thank God that he gave me that word for myself. So I had to pray this morning just in case I had some dust. All have sinned it and fell short of the glory of the Lord. Not that I intentionally want to do it, but I just struggle. I'm just a man, you know. And 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 he without sins in here cast himself first stone. But don't let no little baby do it because they don't know no better. They probably can hit me with a rock, you know. <laughs> Let's go. To Jeremiah chapter 2. Um, I'm sorry I ain't got all the scriptures. I didn't give them to uh, Jonathan to put up there. But this important. I hope you got your pen and notebook so you can go back and research. I want to direct you to your thirst problem. I want to direct you. Back to the source. This is the minister's job. Jesus said, it says in Proverbs, he that waters shall also be watered. I'm just somebody here to water this morning. God watered me. I want to water you. Look at the book of Jeremiah chapter 13. And I'm gonna, guess what I'm going to do? Brother Tory going to do something different. Who in here got a Bible this morning? Raise your hand. Somebody got, who happened? Let me see. Who all got Bible? I'm talking about a, not your phone, but a Bible. You, Brother Jerry got a Bible? Who else got a Bible? Okay, so give, give me Jeremiah chapter 2, verse 13. Let's look at that. What that says, Brother Jerry? Got to read it out loud, too. Mm. Okay. 
Amen. Thank you. There's a situation. Here's one of the problems why people are dying of thirst. I'm finna guide you this morning. I'm finna guide you by the Holy Spirit. My people have committed evil by forsaking God. God said, my people have forsaken me, the fountain of living water. God is the one who gives water to the vessels. Jesus said in the book of John, in the scripture, he that believeth in me, it shall well up in him. He told the woman at the well, if you drink this water, you won't thirst. It's going to become in you a spring of what? Into everlasting life. See, she had a thirst problem. So I don't look down on people when I see them living disorderly. I look at it as I looked at myself at one point of time. I had a thirst problem. That's why I ran to and fro trying to quench my thirst with everything. Amen. And, and, and see, when you when you when you when you're thirsty, you'll try anything. You'll get with anything to quenching your thirst. See, but when the reason why you're getting with any in everything, because you have left the fountain. The fountain gives you fresh water. Remember what Jesus told the way, the woman at the well. If you drink this water that I give you, it shall well up in you. You see, there are people God want to put in your life that is a well of living water. There are people God want to put in our life who would refresh in us. When you come to church Sunday morning, I go to the fountain and then I have to come up here and freshen the congregation. Because I have to go to the fountain. But the, 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 I don't have the water myself. There's a place I have to go. And, and in, in Jeremiah chapter 2, verse 13, it says, my people have committed two evils. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living water. I'm going to guide you this morning. You're going to be awakened. You're going to be quickened. See, cause when God brings revival, it wakes your mind up. It reroutes you. You wouldn't go, you wouldn't go trying to quench your thirst from everywhere else. Amen. See, that's God revival. God said, my people committed two evils. They have forsaken me and then they, and then they went and what? Got themselves some other cups to drink from. Drinking other consolation. And it caused it them to backslide. Backslide is turning the other way from God. Let's go to Exodus chapter 17, brother. You wanted to read verse, begin at verse 2. I'm, I'm now, we're got, being guided back to the, to, the, to the source because our problem is a thirst problem. And I'm going to show y'all what problem is a thirst problem. Exodus chapter 17, verse 2. 
and somebody go to Jeremiah, I mean Isaiah 41 and stay right there and we'll get to that. I want to involve you this morning. You see this the this see this the problem with people. I'm going to quench in your thirst this morning. God giving us that opportunity. I'm going to let you get involved in the word of God yourself. That way you can say, man, Brother Tory led me astray. Mm-mm. You won't be able to say that. Amen. Well, Brother Tory showed me proof that this same fountain that was on the cross was way back then. Amen. See, Jesus just didn't show up in the New Testament. He was in the Old Testament. And people done him wrong then. Let's read uh, beginning at verse 17 in Exodus chapter 2. Read that. Chapter 17. Beginning at verse 2, the book of Exodus. Who got that? Keep on reading. Mm-hmm, it's a thirst problem. Mm-hmm, it's a thirst problem. Now, pause right there, sister. Remember what you just, I want you to finish reading that. You see, these people complain because automatically when we get saved, we just think God's supposed to make it rain. Some of y'all know what that means. Don't act like you always been saved, you know. <laughs> Don't act like you ain't never heard that type of word before, you know. So, but. The people having a thirst problem. God has brought them out of bondage, just like us. See, we was once in Egypt ourselves, the new modern Egypt, this, this world. We, it says we are no longer of the world, translated Egypt. We, we, we don't conduct ourselves like we did when we was in Egypt. We don't think like that anymore, we, where we shouldn't. You know, we don't do those type of things that we once done when we was in Egypt because God is bringing us out to himself. And the problem with that is that we are used to having what we had in Egypt when we had it by the fool. They, they had meat by the fool then. But he said, yeah, you bring us out here and ain't no water out here in the middle of nowhere. Moses, you stupid pastor. Pastor Moses, is you crazy? You bring us out here in the middle of nowhere with no water, no food to kill us? Doubting God. And see, that's what God does. When we get saved, he don't automatically bring us into prosperity. He tests us. He guides us. He, he, he feeds us like babies. You know? But they didn't want that. They they wanted the Bentley right then. 
They wanted the house right then. They wanted the condo. You know, they wanted it all right then and there because that's the way they were used to having it. But I want to tell you this morning, brothers and sisters, you it ain't McDonald's with God. You can't have it your way. Amen. It doesn't work like that with God. You know, God say, I'm going to bring you out. Continue to read. It's a thirst problem. God is showing us right here, no matter where your wilderness at, no matter where you are living at, some people always say, oh, because I came from here, I can't make it. But the devil is a lie. And you a lie too, you know, because God will provide no matter where you at. He described God is showing the power and authority of his voice by providing for them in the wilderness. A wilderness is a place where it's nothing. And God say, I'm just going to go before you and, and, and wherever I get, wherever I stand on, I could just bring forward something. God brought a, brought water out of a rock. Now, I know that's describing and, 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 and coming together in the prophecy of Messiah, but I'm not on that topic right now. That's what this all about, because later in the scripture, you see in the book of Numbers, around the 20th chapter, God told Moses something else to do. See, God don't give you the same exact routine every time. God told Moses in Exodus 17 to hit the rock, showing that this is what they're going to do to the Messiah. Then God told Moses in the book of Numbers to bring the people and speak to the rock. See, God have us do some stuff that people of the world would think we are retarded. You speaking to a rock and it's going to supposed to come out and give you water? You know, that's what Jesus done for us. Jesus is that rock. Now he has been risen and we have somebody to speak to. Lord, give me a drink. Give me water to drink. For I am thirsty. Let's go to Isaiah chapter 41. It's a thirst problem. Somebody say it's a thirst problem. What you're dealing with in life, it's a thirst problem. It's, 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 that's all it is. You, you, have, you have 
forsaken the fountain of living water. To forsake something is to disobey it. To not be responsive when it's trying to give you something. See, God didn't forsake them. They forsaken him. God said, what I did to you to make you forsake me. I brought you out. I brought you out to myself, and then you forsake me. God brought people out, and they forsaken him for tangible things. God brought Israel out, and they forsaken him for pendos and cars and money. Brother Brad was talking about that this morning. See, they didn't forsake God for something that was less. They forsaken him for something that they thought was worth more value than God. They turned away. They gave God their to kiss. And many of us have done that. We have turned away from God because of what we want, what we think God should do. Somebody read Isaiah chapter 17, verse 41, chapter, beginning at verse 17. Read that. Amen. I'm going to read it one more time. The poor and needy seek water. There is none. Their tongue fade for thirst. I, the Lord, will hear them. I, the Lord, I, I, the God of Israel, will not forsake them. I will, I will open rivers in desolate places and fountains in the midst of the valleys. I will make the wilderness like a pool of water and the dry land like springs of water. I will plant, I will plant in the wilderness all types of trees God is describing. So God says, I'm going to pour water out. I'm going to water the garden. That is what we're here to give God praise for. I want to thank God for when I was in the wilderness, I was dying of thirst. But this scripture, God kept his promise. He sent water in a dry place. He sent water to somebody that was thirsty. God let me know that, Tory, it's not everything else. Your problem is that you is you have forsaken me. You have turned the way you need to turn back to the fountain. You need to be restored. You need to be born again. You need to be revived. And I thank God that I heard that call. I thank God that I didn't run away when he showed up. I, I thank him for the water that he gave me. And I don't believe that I'm preaching to people this morning that have forsaken God. I believe I'm preaching to people this morning that know that they are thirsty and they come for a drink. And I want to tell you this morning, you're not going to find this drink nowhere else but in the Lord. I'm going to tell you this morning, you're not going to find this living water nowhere else but from the kingdom of God. 
God is your fountain. And I pray this morning that you would turn back to him. If you have turned away, I pray that you would turn back to God. He is a spring in the wilderness. He is a fountain in a dry place. He is bread where there is no bread. I advise you to speak to the rock this morning. Don't wait to nobody else to speak to him for you. Get on your knees and start speaking to the rock. Get on your knees and start saying, God, I need you. God, I am thirsty. God, I'm tired of wandering around this same mountain. God, I'm tired of going to this well and there's no water there. And every time I get a drink from it, it's bitter. God, I'm tired of going to people drinking this bitter counseling. I'm tired of drinking this water that gives me no healing. Every time I drink it, I find myself thirsting again. I want to drink the fountain of living water. That water that gets down in my soul and starts stirring up in my heart and causes me to be spring up into everlasting life. God, I'm talking about this water that comes down from heaven. I'm talking about this water that will water my spirit. I'm talking about this water that will water my mind. I'm talking about this water that would change my life. I don't have to worry about going with this one and that one. I don't have to worry about sleeping with this one and that. I got the fountain of living water in my soul. I don't need all that witchcraft stuff. God, I thank you for the fountain, Father God. I thank you for what you've done in my life. There's anybody in here this morning that have a drunk from this fountain this morning. Have you ever drunk from this fountain of living water and found yourself saying, God, I no longer want to travel the road of wickedness. I no longer want to travel the road of addiction. I no longer want to travel the road of substance abuse. I no longer want to travel the road of child neglection. I have drunken from the fountain of living water. I'm looking down, God, and I thank you right now, God. I thank you that I can pray for my children now, God. You brought me back to life, Father God. Now I'm able to give my children a drink, God, because you gave me a drink. God. I'm talking about some real people in here this morning that know they have drinking from the fountain of living water. I'm asking you to give God some praise this morning. God still love you. God still care for you. God still embraces you. God is crying out right now in the midst of you. God is saying, come back to me. I'm still right here in the midst of you. I'm ready to give you a drink. Jesus said in the book of Isaiah chapter 13, chapter 12. Come to me, those of you who are heavy burdened, and come drink from the fountain of living water. You don't have to buy it. You don't have to scrape up money to get it. All you have to do is give me a praise. All you have to do is give me a shout. All you have to do is call on my name. I am there in the midst of you. I believe it this morning, right now. Somebody is getting a drink from this fountain this morning. Somebody is in the midst of us is getting filled this morning. Somebody in the midst of us is being restored this morning. And whoever you are, you ought to give God that praise because he's letting you know, never will I leave you. Never will I forsaken you. You may have turned your back on me, but I still was there tapping you. You may have looked the other way when I called you, but I'm still there. I'm God Almighty. I'm your father. I'll be with you when you pass through the storm. I'll be with you when you go through troubled waters. I'm God. I'll bring you peace. I'll restore your life. I'll restore your health. I'll restore what the 
locusts is ate up. I restore what the canker worms thought they took in the name of Jesus right now, God. Cause this water to flow in this building this morning, God. We need a drink this morning. We are thirsty for righteousness. We are thirsty for justice, God. Restore the lame, God. Open the ears of the deaf this morning. Open the eyes of the blind this morning, God. I'm talking about water this morning, God. Water of healing, God. Water of restoring, God. Water of sanctification, God. Water of revival, God. Bring us out of captivity, God. Send this water this morning, God. Send your Holy Spirit this morning. If there's anybody sitting in here this morning, want to give God some praise. Thank him right now for the water. Thank him right now for the deliverance. Thank him right now for restoring you. Thank him right now for bringing them back, bringing you back to your children. In the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah this morning. Let us stand this morning, church, and just begin to thank the fountain. Let us stand this morning and begin to give God some praise this morning. Because people who are thirsty, they would do like Jesus did. They would lift up their voice and just let the Father know, Father, I thirst. Father God, I, I, I know I thirst, Father God. I need a drink this morning. Whatever your thirst may be, just lift your heart up right now in silence and say, God, quenching my thirst this morning. I'm tired of running this way, God. I don't try all types of pills to lose weight, God. Quenching my thirst. I don't try all types of substance abuse. Quenching my thirst. I don't try all types of relationships. Quenching my thirst. I'm talking to some real people this morning. People who want their thirst quenching. People who are tired of wondering. People who are tired of complaining. People who complain don't get their, their hearts filled. Lift your voice up and say, God, quenching my thirst this morning. In the mighty name of Jesus, our children need to be uh, their thirst filled. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I, I feel my help right now. I thank you right now. I thank you right now, Lord. You are the help, God. You are the fountain of living water, Jesus. And we thank you for quenching our thirst this morning, God. I believe we're going to walk out of here saying, you know what? I'm thinking I'm going to leave that alone now because I got me a drink and I know what to do. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I want to share with you something this morning before we close out. You can get in position, Brother Nick. Hallelujah. I, I, I feel the water flowing this morning, brothers and sisters. I can feel it this morning. I can feel people getting full this morning. The water is the spirit. Jesus told the woman at the well, if you drink this water, it shall well up in you into eternal life. Jesus said, I think in the book of Isaiah 44, verse 3, I want to go there in our time of closing just to be exact. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Isaiah 43, verse 4, verse 3. For I will pour water on him. Oh, glory be to God. <laughs> glory be to God. God said, I will pour water on him who is thirsty in floods on the dry ground. I will pour out my spirit on your descendants and I will, and I will bless 
a blessing on your offsprings. Amen. See, God says that water's coming. I'm not only going to pour it out on you, but I'm going to pour it out on your descendants, on your offsprings. And, and I, I just thank the Lord for enduring his cross. I thank the Lord Jesus for going through what he went to, what he went through to bring us to the fountain of living water again. And I want to say this morning, don't walk out of here as though God don't love you. Walk out of here knowing that God is going to quench your thirst. God is going to restore your life. For God says, my word shall not return back to me void. But it shall accomplish that in which it please. Don't you know if God spoken a word in your life, God say that word is going to accomplish itself. God say, I'm just, it's just going to fulfill itself. It's going to work on you. If it got to break you down to fulfill itself and pick you back up, it will do it. Because God say, it ain't going to come back to me with nothing done. It's going to do it. It did, God did it for me. When I tell you when God spoke a word in my life, I was in chaos. I was in darkness. My soul was full of darkness. But God sent water in that place. God began to fill my heart. I, I, I started loving again. I, I knew how it felt to love again. You know, when you be so heartbroken and you've been so mistreated, you, mis you mistreat yourself, you mistreat others. But when God stepped in the midst of you, when God started dealing with your heart, you start loving again. And this one thing I want everybody to remember, I love you all. I, I love you. Love you. And see, because I thank God because I know how I used to be. And, and I, I thank God that I experienced love. God gave me something. And if God don't do nothing else for me but let me love while I'm here, I, I'm thankful for that. That's my water. And, and I pour it out every Sunday. I pour it out if y'all perhaps to call me and, and, and you're going through something. If God give me a drink for you, I ain't going to charge you for it. I'm just going to lean over. I'm going to lean over. I'm going to lean over. God, empty me out, Lord. God, if it's my enemy is thirsty, Lord, help me give him a drink. You know, God, if my brothers and sisters are thirsty, God, help me give them a drink. If they're hungry, God, give me a word, God. Give me an indefinite word for somebody's soul, God, because I'm tired of seeing my brothers and sisters struggling, feeling like they are nobodies when they are somebody. Don't you know when God created you, God say, let us make them in their own image, male and female? It's just the enemy trying to destroy your identity. He know who you really is. But if he can poison you and say, no, you'll never become back to that image. But Jesus died and he rose on the third day. That way that we may be restored to our rightful position. That is righteousness. That's, that's what it means in the, in the book of Matthews. 
Blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness. Righteousness is being back in your image. Being back how God created you to be. Being back in right standard, right position with God. It's not about just us coming to church and celebrating. I love that, but righteousness. Righteousness is saying, you know what? I'm a man, not a woman. I'm a woman, not a man. That's righteousness. Right position with God. Amen. Hallelujah. Let us all just give God some praise this morning while Brother Nick sang us on out in worship. And just thank God for the water. And thank him for what he's done for you this morning. He's restoring your life. Daily, God is going to give you a drink if you don't turn from the fountain. If you don't forsake the fountain, you will get your daily drink. Amen. I need my daily drink because without it, I'll just flip and nut up. I, I, I thank the Lord for a daily drink of his grace, of his mercy. Lord Jesus, we thank you this morning. Lord, we ask and we repent right now, Lord. And Lord, we say forgive us for forsaking you, Lord. Forgive us when we turned it, turned it our backs when you tapped us on it, God. Forgive us, Father God, for seeking other consolations, God, rather than your counseling, God. Lord, we admit right now in the name of Jesus, we committed evil, God, when we turned away from you, God. We committed evil when we forsaken you, God. Father, please don't leave us, God. Let this not just be a half-hour experience for us, God. Let it be an everlasting experience, God, where we will stay with the fountain, God, where we will continue to drink from the fountain of living water. God, I pray that every heart was comforted through the hearing and receiving of your word, God. I pray that it brought many of us peace, God, where there was no peace. I pray that it brought us comfort and joy and to know that you love us, Father God, in spite of our infirmities, God. You are here to redeem us, God. You are here to revive and restore and sanctify our minds into holiness, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for your blessed word. In the mighty name of Jesus, let the church of God say amen. Amen. Y'all have a blessed day. Thank you for coming. Thank you for being obedient to the word in Jesus' name. Amen.